I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It's Friday. It's your boy Murph here. He's here to take you through a very special episode. So those of us that were tuned in last year, or those of you that were tuned in last year, I should say, uh, will remember that we had a Patriots fan and a Rams fan in the format of uh, Question Time, Uh, kind of podcast and we've got the same again so uh we've got here owen from the arrowheads abroad podcast representing the chiefs and naji from the 49er faithful uk representing the 49ers uh fellas thanks for joining this uh super bowl special happy friday how are you feeling getting ready for the super bowl just two days away uh go over to owen first um i'm feeling good uh, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised about how confident i am feeling uh i think the nerves will start settling as, as we get started with the weekend um but yeah at the moment i'm feeling good yeah nice naji how about yourself yeah pretty much the same um very confident and then yeah pressure is building i've been quite busy working and all that so i haven't had time to get too excited but it, it's coming slowly yeah <laughs> nice well 
uh, you know, I've uh, had the pleasure of being at Super Bowl. Um, it was many, many years ago, 17 years, in fact. So um, unfortunately for me, um, it's probably long distant in the memory, although I still remember it. But for you two, it's going to be a very, very special day because neither of your teams have made the Super Bowl for s- several years, or in one case, 50 years. So um, definitely enjoy it no matter what happens. So just to for everyone involved, uh, purpose uh, of the next sort of 30 minutes or so is for you guys, the listeners, to be uh, have the best information from fans direct in the, here in the UK getting ready for Super Bowl 54. And if you don't have a team you're particularly rooting for, hopefully by the end of this episode, these guys will convince you to join their team for Sunday at the very least. So without further ado, going to go through the format. So I'm going to ask the questions. The guys are going to take it in turns to respond. If there is like a really strong rebuttal, then, you know, just get into it, uh, just respond. But ultimately, no swearing. It's a family podcast. Um, and let's just keep it good natured. Don't want any name calling or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, let's not represent the actual question time where people are just trying to get camera time for uh, all sakes and uh, further their careers. Unfortunately, neither of you are going to get a big deal out of this. <laughs> but um, if you guys get some additional followers to your group or if you get some fans for the, or just some way that they can banter with you during the game, then that's kind of what all this is about. So without further ado, let's begin. How did your uh, team make the Super Bowl this year and why did they deserve their place? And let's start with Owen and then head over to Naji. Um, so I feel like the Chiefs, the start of the season, uh, it felt a lot like last season where we had a really high-powered offence, but our defence was slacking slightly and we had a couple of close games. And um, obviously we faced quite a few uh, injuries as well. Patrick Mahomes went out for a couple of weeks. Tyreek Hill was injured for a few as well. Um, so it was looking a bit rough at the beginning, but I feel like as the season went on, we started to pick up and we started to really band together as a team. Uh, and obviously that big week 17 where the Patriots lost to the Dolphins and we obviously beat the Chargers and it clinched us that second seed uh, in the playoffs, which was a massive help for us. Uh, and then the two playoff games were a bit dramatic, a bit more dramatic than I would have hoped them to be, but we're here now, we're in the Super Bowl, so yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I feel like the resilience of the team um, is, is a good reason why we're here, like why we deserve our place. I feel like... Um, We've shown like really strong grit throughout the season uh, and how we can really band together as a full team and not just have to rely on one or two people. So, uh, yeah, I think that's why we deserve our place. Nice. I like that. What about you, Naji? Uh, what about the 49ers? How did they get here and uh, and why they deserve to be here over the likes of the Packers or the Saints? Oh, quite simply, I think it's by being the best team in the NFL. I think, you know, we, we've had a tremendous season. we played, um, you know, a very close game, you know, all, all the way through. And then... We just came out on top pretty much every time, apart from you know three late plays uh, against the Falcons and uh, the Seahawks and, and the Ravens. We we could have gone eighteen and zero at this point. So uh, yeah, simply by just I think being the best team at the very least in the NFC, and we'll see if we, if we can be best team in the NFL soon. But um, yeah, and I, I think I think you know we we beat all the big names. We beat Green Bay twice. We beat the Saints. We beat the Seahawks uh, in their plays to clinch uh, the West and. Be the Rams twice. We basically, be everybody we needed to. So, uh, I, think, I definitely think we deserve to be bold. Okay, nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, what would you say, Naji? Then is the greatest strength that the Chiefs potentially possess in this uh, in this Super Bowl that that the Forty Nine ers need to be worried about? Uh, again, it's quite obvious. I think I think it's Pat Mahomes. He's a special, special player. He's proven it last year. He's proven it this year again. He's clearly uh, 
kind of a one of the kind, you know, generation kind of guy that's uh, going to be there around for a long time and play good football. You can tell. Um, yeah, that's it. I think you know, good QB is always is always very dangerous because they raise everybody um, in their team, and uh, and he's shown that he's shown that for two two straight seasons. He scored you know fifty touchdowns last year, which is quite impressive. Um, obviously, hasn't had as good as the year this year, but uh, as I went said, few injuries and, and a sore start might have hampered that a little bit. But yeah, I, th- I think it's Mahomes. Um, and if he gets hot, if he gets on a roll, it's, it's going to be dangerous for us for sure. Okay, so I mean, what would you say is the greatest strength for the the Forty Niners in this Super Bowl? Um, well, I've said all season long that I think um, the Forty ers have one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. I think that's one of their strongest points is the fact that they've got such a good team, like all round. Um, but if it was like one position group, I'd have to say the defensive line uh, or their front seven in general. I mean, they've got defensive rookie of the year candidate Nick Bosa uh, leading the leading the way, and they can really re- uh, wreak some havoc. So I feel like, like you said, Najee, with Patrick Holmes being the Chiefs' biggest strength, I feel like the Forty uh, ers defense, uh, their defensive line, is a good chance of um, getting to Patrick Mahomes and being disruptive and that could cause some problems if they uh, if they get into our backfield, yeah. Nice. Okay. How do you think prior Super Bowl experience is going to matter once you uh, once the game starts, uh, Owen? Because you've you know with the forty nine uh, with the Chiefs here, they've you know you've got Andy Reid who has uh, you know he's been the Super Bowl, Spagnuolo has been the Super Bowl. There's not a lot of players on that roster who have been to the Super Bowl. So, do you think that having that little bit of experience is going to matter once the game begins or in the lead up to it, or do you think it's just enough going to be another day at the office? Um, I think with the, the coaches' experience, I mean, it's always. It means can't hurt to have that experience uh, with the coaches, but um, in general, as like a whole team, I don't feel like it specifically makes too much of a difference um, because the playoffs and the NFL season as a whole, it's it, it, there's so much competition in every single week. And but as soon as I feel, I feel like as soon as the two teams get to that one big game, they get to the Super Bowl. I feel like everything goes out the window. Nothing else matters anymore. It's just this game. So I feel like that whole the whole pressure of the Super Bowl obviously is going to be huge because it's one of the biggest sporting events of the year. But once you're in that, this is the one game I need to win. I feel like all the previous experience just goes out the window and everything goes into that one game. Okay. So what about you, Nadji, with the 49ers? Because Jimmy G's been, but he went as a backup, uh, didn't really uh, get any reps in the games. You know, you've got Emmanuel Sanders who has been and has won one. There's a couple of players on that defence. Richard Sherman, for example, has won one. But you've also got Kyle Shanahan, whose previous experience in the Super Bowl was uh, having a team that were 27 to 3 up and losing the game. So do you think that's something that's going to be on uh, Shanahan's mind or maybe even the player's mind uh, in the lead up to the game or, or even during the game? Do you think it's going to have any effect? I hope not. Um, I mean, it was such a crushing loss, um, even though it was so so long ago now, it feels like uh, an eternity. Um, I think so a little bit. He's definitely not going to want to repeat of it. Um, but I, I agree with Owen. I think during the game, when the game's on, it definitely doesn't matter as much. But I think I think the preparation, it does you know, experience does help you. And I think when you look at a team like the Patriots winning so many championships, you know, I, I talked about it on our podcast, the been there, done that kind of, come, you know, the lead up to the Super Bowl is so different than the lead up to any other game during during the season and even postseason. You know, th- these people, these, these athletes are machines almost. Like Monday, they've got a schedule, Tuesday, they've got a schedule. And, and then with the Super Bowl media and, and all everything that's happening before, that's all out of the window. So, I think in terms of preparation, it's going to help us a lot to have, especially uh, you know the, the players that we have that've been here uh, in the Super Bowl are leaders. You know, you talk Richard Sherman, obviously Kyle, and 
Jimmy, all, all, all these guys are leaders in your dressing room. And John Lynch as well, you know, he's won one with Tampa. So all of that, I think, is definitely going to make sure we're prepared uh, as, as well as we can be uh, to, to attack the game, to be ready when, you know, when, when the first whistle blows, basically. Yeah, it's going to be a very strange weekend for, for John Lynch because he's up for the Hall of Fame vote on the Saturday for the seventh year in a row. And then he's got the, the Super Bowl as well. So it's, it's a big weekend for him personally and professionally, especially as a young GM in the league. So that's that's going to be really interesting. Um, okay, but flipping over to we've started Super Bowl week. We've had the media days now. Radio Row is set up. We're getting all these interviews coming through. We've had opening night, for example. What is the one question... Um, that is going to be asked continuously through this week that as a fan is just going to be completely on your nerves because you're just going to hear this question repeatedly asked over and over again uh, about your team before the game. I'm going to hand it over to you, Naji, to answer this one first. Well, I think it's two questions, really. Uh, the, the first one you've already asked me is what Kyle Shanahan is going to be like because of you know the crushing loss he had when he was with the Falcons. But the other one is, uh, and I've heard it all season long, is how do we handle uh, the Chiefs' speed? And, oh, look, look at Michael Hardman and Tyreek Hill. And, oh, look how fast they are and, and all that. And that's really, really annoying. Um, <laughs> because, yes, they're fast. We, we get it. Uh, <laughs> You know, and it is definitely a strength. But this isn't college ball. Um, speed does kill, but I, th- I think I think we'll be prepared for it. Uh, and we, you know, we've got some speedster too on, on our team. Um, if people want to go and check uh, next gen start and watch the fastest player this season, um, it's not a chief player. It's a, it's a Niners guy. It's Matt Breeder. Um, so yeah, I mean, I say annoying. I don't have to answer it, so I don't mind that much. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. What about you, Owen? Um... I think a lot of it comes down to Andy Reid. I've heard a lot of uh, like slander on Andy Reid, um, especially in big games and in playoff games, because he has got that history of uh, not being able to perform and his game management and his time, like his clock management might be a little bit off. Um, because obviously we have had some uh, crushing playoff losses in the past few years. Um, but I feel like as soon as Mahomes came on, it's a new team now. I feel like Andy Reid has really changed and he's really, I feel like he's almost grown as a head coach, even though he's already got that experience. I feel like with Mahomes and with this new identity the Chiefs team has I feel like he's really grown as a coach um, and his ability to like manage games has, has, has grown considerably well I mean he's won a few uh, big games over the course of this year uh, and also 2018 so I feel like he's changed a lot and people constantly asking questions about his ability to manage the games in big situations uh, I think that does get under my skin a little bit yeah yeah I think that's fair yeah I think that's always going to be the big question with the two coaches really is they have both gone through something so incredibly unique in the sense of um, Andy Reid as the most wins of any coach never to win the Super Bowl. He's won both the AFC and the NFC titles and doesn't have a Super Bowl ring to his name. And Carl Shanahan will always be linked with that 27-3 to lead and then losing it in, in the biggest of games with so little time left in, in the game in all consequence but it was with a different team with different sets of players and if he wins on Sunday that's something he will knock on the head the same way that um, Andy Reid will knock on the head if he wins one once you win one it's like Phil Mickelson in golf you know Mm -hmm. he was always the best player never to win a major and then he ended up winning a couple in very quick succession it's just one of those things so uh, I I get the frustration uh, with those uh, and you know the one thing with the media they like to ask the same questions over and over again so I apologize I've asked one that's gotten in there snatchy I try not to do that one again (laughs) so this one going to Owen first 
Who's the one retired player from your franchise history that you would love to have on the field for this Super Bowl to help your team win? Uh, I mean, for me, it, it's got to be running back Jamal Charles. Um, I mean, he made some of the worst seasons as a Chiefs fan in recent history, like a little bit more bearable. Um, I mean, he was such a good player um, and it was a great, he like, left a huge mark on our franchise. I mean, he averaged 5.4 yards per carrier over the course of his career, which is like the fourth best all-time um so it, it, amongst like the, the top running backs and the, the running backs, like number one running backs in the league. Um, so he, he's always been a great guy for our franchise. And I feel like if he if he was on the same team as Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the rest of the offense, I just feel like we, we might be close to unstoppable uh, if we had Charles. So yeah, probably be him. You, you'd have Charles over Priest Holmes. I'm shocked by that. Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm, I've not been the... Uh, the longest uh, Chiefs fan in the world. So I, I have more um, memories with Jamal Charles. I do have that a bit of sentimental value with him as well, which is probably why I take him over Priest. Uh, okay. And of course he did actually, um, I, do, I do like the fact, uh, I do like Charles because he also took over Chris Holmes, didn't he, from the uh, franchise leading rusher as well. So he now holds that title as well, Charles. Yeah, he so did. I thought there was a bit more of that sentimental value there with him. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I, no, I'll allow that. I, um, when I started watching uh, NFL, uh, Priest Holmes was, uh, it was him and LT every year. It was incredible. They, you know, when those guys left, the running back position was a lot poorer. In fact, it became neglected <laughs> for a few years. So, um, but I, I totally get that. I was just as like, oh, for me, it would always be Priest, but I, I completely understand thinking. What about you, Najee? Who would you have from uh, 49ers history? Well, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised Owen didn't pick the one I'm going to pick. I mean, it's, it's a toss up for me because um, he could have done it. Um, but it's Joe Montana. Uh, you know, the guy has already won so many Super Bowls, and you know, one of them in, in Miami already. And and I, um, it's another question we're going to ask later. But I think I think the one weakness we have is maybe I don't even call it really a weakness. I think it's just it's slightly less good. Is is our quarterback and having Joe, big Joe down, down there down on the center would be would be quite a help. Um, but you know, you can pick so, so many players from our history: Jerry Rice and. Roger Craig and even Steve Young or, or any, anybody really could uh, could help us. But, you know, Owen touched on it. I think we've got the most complete roster in, in the league. I don't think we really need anybody. But, yeah, Big Joe would be good. I'm shocked you've you've said that because I, I, I get the sentiment that Joe Montana is uh, an amazing uh, quarterback. You know, he's Hall of Fame guy, uh, truly incredible. But Jimmy Garoppolo has won a lot of games. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, again, as I say, it's almost nitpicking. It's you know, if there's one thing that that could that could hurt us is Jimmy's been prone to turn the ball over a little bit too much for my liking. Anyway, a um, couple of bad pits, a couple of bad fumbles, especially early on. So if you could just eliminate that and have somebody that you know is going to deliver, um, uh, would win that game a hundred percent. I think. I'm, I, I, I think I think Jimmy takes it to ninety nine percent. <laughs> I'm see. I'm shocked by that because I was so certain. Right, I'll be honest with the Chiefs. I wasn't quite sure because there's a few different angles you can go with running back. I completely make sense, and I can see why you've got yeah, running back with the Chiefs. But if I was a 49ers fan, it would be it, it would it would have to be Jerry Rice. Like for me, the guy's the best player ever to play the game. Like Jerry Rice for me is like that is who I would have had, and and that's what I was expecting. I thought this would be a give me answer would be Jimmy Rice. Was all, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I did I did toss up with it. It's just it's, it's difficult. Uh, Jerry Rice is such a legend for sure, but we we don't need a passing game. We we just need to hand the ball over to Ryan Mostert. <laughs> Everything will be fine. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Okay, so let's let's get on to this then, Nadji. That um, what are the major things that the 49ers need to do to ensure that they get victory in Super Bowl Fifty Four? Uh, just play our game. Just do what we did to Green Bay and, and to the Vikings. Just if if we can just establish that and play our run game the way we want to play it, they, they don't even have a chance. It's not going to be even close. I reckon. Um, I'm very very confident. <laughs> um, but, but no disrespect to no no absolutely no, 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 no disrespect to the Packers or or, or the, the Minnesota Vikings but the Chiefs are a much better team than both of those I mean the, the Packers for me are one of the worst 13 and 3 teams I yeah guess. I agree and, I agree and, and the Vikings okay they did very well to knock out the Saints but let's be honest they were never going to go all the way whereas the, the, the Chiefs have got the MVP they've got an electric offense they've got an experienced head coach I mean they've got all the things that you would want from a team so do you, do you not think that there might need to be and they shut down Derek Henry in the AFC title game do you not think that they need to do something else yeah I just think their defense isn't that good um I, I think they've improved from last year but I, I think they've got a worse defense than the Packers and the Vikings so yeah their offense is definitely out there and the, you know they're amazing for sure and I think the Titans game they've, they've pushed the, you know the Titans to pass a lot more and throw them off balance by being so explosive and 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 that play of Mounds, the scramble, I think just kind of like put a dagger in in their heart, and and after that they weren't the same anymore. But yeah, I just I just don't see how the Chiefs' defense is going to stop us. And uh, no disrespect at all, I just I think they're improved. I think Ty- Tyron Matthews is one of my favorite players. A lot a lot of LSU, so you know I just don't see how how they're going to stop us. That's as simple as that, really. Well, I mean, I, I'll first of all let you respond to the the Chiefs' defense not being that good, and then I'll I'll ask you why uh, what what the Chiefs need to do in order to win the game. Um, well, I feel like the uh, the Forty Nineers, especially in the playoffs and in towards the end of the season, have been playing quite similar uh, football to the um, to the Titans, and we held held Derek Henry to seventy yards of a uh, ground offense in the, in the game in the title game. Uh, and obviously, Chris Jones wasn't fully healthy. He only got um, announced that he'll be playing um, in limited snaps on the day. So uh, he wasn't at full health either. And now he's back to full health. Um, I feel like, yes, our defense has improved. But it has improved a lot since last season, and especially towards the end of the season. I mean, in the, in, the, in the last six games of the season, we went undefeated and we only allowed 11.5 points a game. And then, um, obviously, in the title game, shutting down Derek Henry did a... Without Chris Jones, I feel like with with Chris Jones back and at full health, I feel like we should be able to um, we should be able to help slow down the Forty uh, ers rush game. Yeah, um, if I was to throw out that the uh, Chiefs had uh, more interceptions across the regular season than the Forty ers would either of you be surprised? Uh, yeah, actually, um, although uh, yeah, no, definitely, I didn't think they did. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, they did. They had uh, they had a few more interceptions. It wasn't loads more. If you look at the actual total turnovers, the gap was was three. The the forty nines tend to force more fumbles, but uh, and recover those fumbles. But actually, the the Chiefs secondary um, produced more interceptions. So uh, that one was out there just to shock you a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that's my job. It's just a sort of niggle here. Going on that fact, even though I'm going to completely contradict myself here, uh, the you really people were arguing and I don't really like this comp but I'm going to ask the question anyway that the Chiefs have the advantage on offense the 49ers have advantage on defense therefore this game really could come down to special teams so can you make a case for why your team will be better on special teams and I'll start with with Owen on this one 
Uh, well, I think uh, our kicker Harrison Butker has been had a really good season. Um, I mean, he's he's made he's only missed one of his thirty-two field goal attempts from under fifty yards, which is I think is really impressive. Uh, and he's also out of the six that he's attempted beyond fifty yards, he's got three of them. So from the distance as well, he's got a good fifty-fifty chance of being able to make those as well. So I feel like he's a, a great asset to us on special teams. And also Hardman, I feel like um, he's already proved in the playoffs in the uh, Texans game that he can really make a difference on special teams with that 58-yard return that he had when we were 24-0 down. I feel like he completely flipped the script for us and gave us that morale boost going forwards and we really started to build momentum off of it. So I feel like if, we, if, we, if we're down and we need something to get us um, get us energised, I feel like Miko Alban could be that guy for us on special teams. That's fair. What about you, Naji? How, you, how, how would you respond to the 49ers and how they can potentially win this game on, on special teams? Yeah, I mean, special teams are always... You know, a, a very important part of the game. I think it's vastly underrated most of the time. Um, you, you can, as, as Owen just said, you can flip a game on its head if, if you have a good return or, uh, you know, a muff punt that you recover or something and then the game just changes completely. So it, it's always important, no matter what kind of defense, what kind of offense you play against. You can, you can pin somebody in their territory and then they always have, you know, 90 yards to go rather than 68 makes a big difference. But yeah, our, our special team has been awesome. We, we've got a few turnover on it and, you know, we've got Richie, Richie James. Um, people probably don't know, but he's a good returner. He's, I think his average is, is not not the greatest, obviously, um, but it's it's out there. So yeah, I hope I hope we can contain Michael Harmon because he's definitely a, a speed freak and it's very dangerous, especially on you know kick return, turn return kind of thing. But you know we've got Ryan Mostert playing, uh, playing coverage guy out there and making tackles and making fumbles uh, when he's not running for two hundred yards and four touchdowns. So um, so <laughs> I've got confidence. I've got confidence. Fair, right? Let's take some questions from people on Twitter and Facebook. So uh, the franchise tag podcast. Uh, thanks, Freddie, for the question. Here is uh, will uh, Mahomes dominate the league for years to come? Since this is about predominantly the Chiefs players uh, I'll go to uh, Owen first well I think he certainly has the ability to um, he, he's never lost an NFL game by more than one score so he's one of those players that can always keep his team in it and always like make sure that we have a fine chance of winning any game so uh, in that respect yeah I think he does but um, if you're looking at dominating the entire league you've also got to look at the other teams and their players so I mean you've got Lamar Jackson Sean Watson Carson Wentz there are so many young guys at the quarterback position that could be and and ha- are very likely to be franchise and generational talent. So I think he has the ability to, but um, I feel like it will be really good to see a match against all these young quarterbacks going forward and see how he does fare against them in the future. Yeah, Naji, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's, he's part of that new guard. Uh, you mentioned all those guys, uh, those you know, all those new quarterback, and you see you know Manning retiring and Rivers out of the Chargers and Breeze. You're not even sure if he's going to play next year. And he's, he's definitely one of those type of talent. I, ho- I hope he has a... He's fun to watch. And, you know, I predominantly love football. Uh, if I can watch the Chief, uh, if, the, if the Niners aren't playing, I'll, I'll always try to do it. So, yeah, I think he... And he's shown he's, he's, he's tough as well. You know, he's popped his knee out and he was out for, for three weeks. Probably should have taken a bit more, but came back and, and won some game for his team. I, I hope so. He's definitely fun. You know, when you go to QB, that can pass with his left hand and has no look passes and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty special. Um, I look forward to it for sure. And we don't play them too often, so that's that's fine, I guess. <laughs> At Lucky Guy Fancy on Twitter asks, what is your favourite moment game of the season and why? 
to me, it's it's the win in Seattle, uh, week 17. That place has been a nightmare for us uh, the previous years. And going up there and, and, and sticking to them, you know, especially the way we did and, and that tackle by Greenlaw on, on the what is it, two inch, two inch yard line or something. Uh, that was a pretty special game, pretty special moment in, in Seattle for me. And it shows, the, you know, it was a good explanation, explanation marker at the end of a good season of great defense and, and stuff like that. And there's loads. I could have taken the Kittle play in, in the sense. But I think that one, I'm a defensive kind of guy and, and that one, pretty special for me. Fair. I would. Uh, well, I'm quite torn between two. Um, I feel like one of them's got to be uh, week 17 when the Chiefs obviously beat the Chargers and the Patriots lost to the Dolphins uh, pretty much at the same time. Uh, I remember sitting on the train uh, watching both games at the same time and when it when it happened and we got the two seed, um, yeah, I, I just went nuts. I couldn't believe it. Um, it was such a good turnout for us because we beat the Patriots early in the season. So that was the deciding, the deciding factor for us to get the two seed. So I was really happy about that. Um, or it, I, I think it... The other one was Sammy Watkins' touchdown uh, in the championship game against the Titans, which gave us the 35 uh, points. And I think it gave us an 18-point lead or a 17-point lead. Um, and it, that was almost a moment that I kind of knew that I could say with confidence that the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. And I think that was unexplainable how, how, um, how, yeah, how good that felt. Fair. I, I would say just go with Fitzpatrick. If there's ever a doubt, just go with Fitzpatrick. That should always be it. So, uh, <laughs> love sure. the man. Right, last, last question then from Tony Craig on Facebook. And he asked, uh, who's the better tight end, Kelsey or Kittle? So, Owen, why don't you go first? I mean, I'm going to have to bring in some bias and say Kelsey. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's had several thousand yard seasons. Uh, he's, he's been proven to be one of the best in the NFL for, for some time. Um, and as, as good as Kittle has been this season, um, I, I just feel like Kelsey has the edge for me. I mean, he's um, he's so useful in the. He's he's almost a, a, a number one receiver, and he, he's almost that Tony Gonzalez esque where you, you do have to treat him as a number one receiver, otherwise he, he's going to cause you problems all game long. So um, yeah, I think Kelsey does have the edge for me there. Fair, Naji. Well, obviously, going to disagree. I mean, Kelsey's done it longer for sure, and he's definitely number two for me. But Kittle is such a such a machine. Such he's a force in everywhere. He, he can catch, he can block, he can run the ball, he can he can do all of it, and he does it with a massive smile on his face. You see him pancaking, you know, safeties in the end zone, and he looks like a madman after it. He's an absolute legend, and he, he seems like a nice guy. You know, he he doesn't mind not catching the ball uh, if if that means his team is going to win. I remember Kelsey a few years back having a bit of tantrums when things weren't going quite quite his way. So. Uh, I'm going to kick off. Although I'll say you will have to keep keep doing it for to to be out there with him for sure. Fair. I must admit that uh, George Kittle wearing uh, the the uh, t-shirt with um, Jimmy Garoppolo topless <laughs> after the uh, championship game win is probably one of my favourite moments of the season. I don't, he does have a great attitude and great energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and if you if you listen to you know the sound sound bites they do uh, the NFL sound when they give him the mic, it's, it's always a massive life. He's, he's, an, he's a joker. Even, even in a huddle, sometimes you he'll pop a joke and uh, Jimmy's talked about it up there. But yeah, the, the guy is just he's just fun and and. No, not in a gronk kind of way. Even like I don't know. It's just I, I love him to bits, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with the the tie-ins. In fact, I thought both were starring roles in there. Um, in the the 
the title game uh, interviews with Travis Kelsey uh, shouting, you've got to fight for your right to party. I mean, I've never seen Jim Nance more scared in my life. And then Terry, Terry Bradshaw just basically telling George, I don't want to talk to you. Just take the trophy and run around the stadium. <laughs> I mean, both, yeah. both were very bizarre moments, um, I but I, I did enjoy them. So uh, it was great. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's great fun. Um, both those fellas have done really well. So going on to uh, wrapping this up, so there is probably some neutral people who don't know who to root for uh, in this uh, game. Um, normally, people's stances are, well, I'll just root from the, the team in the other conference. Um, but let's uh, try and make it a bit more neutral. So to reach out to those neutral fans, that's, uh, I want each of you basically to have a 30-second pitch uh, to them just to say, why they should support the 49ers or the Chiefs. So I'm going to let uh, Nadji go first on this one as to why uh, they should be supporting the uh, 49ers in this game. Well, if you want history, uh, you know, within the NFL and legacy, you've got it with us. If you want the future, you've got it with us. We've got one of the most advanced and genius play caller as a head coach. Uh, If you want, you know, one of the greatest city in America, you've seen it on TV, you've seen it, the, the beautiful bridge uh, and, and Alcatraz and all that, although the stadium is quite far away now, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, you, you've got that, and, and then you've got probably one of the most fun teams to watch at the moment. You've got great-looking quarterback, an absolute nutter of a tight end, uh, you know, great great defense um, with, with Young and, and all the guys. So it's it's a whole package. If, if you want a team that looks good and play good, then you should definitely follow us. I like the fact that you've used Jimmy G's looks to try and convince... <laughs> you can't. That jaw line is just I mean, too good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Najee. This is a predominantly male audience podcast. Oh, well. I don't think you're going to win many people with that <laughs> argument. I'm just going to turn that off there. But, well, it, even if it's just the one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's all about reaching that one person, right? Someone go, oh, yeah, that'll be the reason. And if you do, hit us up on Twitter. I want to know that that is the reason. Um, Owen, over to you. Why should uh, all neutral fans here be uh, rooting for the Chiefs in this game? Uh, Well, the Chiefs are on a mission this season. Um, We haven't been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. Uh, We finally got back uh, after winning the trophy that was named after our founder, Lamar Hunt, uh, the AFC title trophy. Uh, We've got the reigning MVP on our side. We have an amazing offense. It's just going to light up defenses for the Super Bowl and for years to come. Uh, so if you're looking for an exciting team, I don't think you should look any further than the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love the team. I've been a huge fan of the team for ages, and finally we're at this uh, we're at this point where we can go out there and win it. So I think you should back the Chiefs. Nice. Okay. Both compelling arguments in in each of their own ways. I think the one thing I will say about this um, this game is you haven't got the hatred factor. I don't think anyone, unless you're uh, a team in 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 the relevant division, right? Um, fans of say six teams in the NFL won't want one of these teams to win. Um, But outside of that, I think the rest of the NFL will be quite neutral because it's refreshing. It's two young quarterbacks, two young teams. You've got, you you know, there isn't that hatred factor of, Oh, it's the Patriots again. So it's anyone but the Patriots or anything like that. So (laughs) I, I feel like this year, I don't think as long as the game is good, I don't think the neutrals are going to be disappointed with whoever wins. And I think that's the way I, I kind of see this. I think if 
Mahomes and the Chiefs win it, I think people will be okay with it as long as it's a good game, the same way that I think if the 49ers win it, again, as long as it's a good game. Um, final one then on this, um, and I'll go to go to Owen first then, uh, score prediction for uh, the big game. Okay, um, I'm going to go Chiefs 31, 49ers 24. Okay, Najee? Uh I'm going to go way bolder. This is something I predicted on our podcast Um uh, I said 32 to 14. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling very, very comfortable. Wow. Keeping my homes to 14 points. That yeah. is bold. <laughs> I called it, I called it a, a kind of repeat of the Broncos-Bampers game. Uh, wow. I think we're going to get under his skin and make him look like uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> wow. I, I tell you what, that is bold. If that comes off, I think a lot of yeah. people will be giving you a lot of credit for that. Um, brilliant. Well, look, I really appreciate you coming on, guys. I wish you all the best for for Sunday. Uh, Nadji, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter, Facebook, where they can find the 49er Faithful UK if they want to join, get involved, uh, etc. Well, yeah, we're, we're mainly a group on Facebook. It's 49er Faithful UK, and fairly easy to find. Um, we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at 49ers Faithful UK. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, although it's not that much on it. It's usually a Lee host that will go once a year over there and have kind of a road trip slash uh, you know vlog kind of thing over there. So you can check out the stadium and, and the city and everything it gets up to. And uh, yeah, we've got a podcast. We usually have previews and reviews during the season, and then we'll have a uh, specials, uh, end of season uh, draft kind of thing, uh, and you can find out pretty much everywhere. You can find uh, podcasts, you know, Podbean and iTunes, and you know, on Google or Play uh, in the US and everywhere. So um, there we go. Uh, Owen, where can uh, people find yourself and our heads abroad? Uh, so we've got a website. You can go on to arrowheadsabroad.com uh, and find that. Uh, we have a Twitter page, which is at um, KC Chiefs underscore UK. Uh, and we also have a Facebook page, which is Arrowheads Abroad as well. Um, we do meets all, like during the seasons of all across the UK. I mean, we're in London. We've been to Birmingham before. We've been to Manchester. We've been up into Scotland as well this season. Um, so we're yeah, we're, we're trying to set up as many meets as we can to really get the uh, uh, the kingdom and the community involved. Uh, and we do obviously we do uh, podcasts as well. We do normally twice a week during the season, and then one a week uh, in the off season. Uh, just keeping you updated with everything you need to know about the Chiefs. Um, yeah, so give us a follow, give us a like on Facebook and uh, yeah, get involved with the kingdom. Nice. I actually have to give you an extra shout out because I found your article, 50 Years of the Kansas City Chiefs, which you've got on the Arrowheads Board website. So I ask everybody, I'll uh, tweet this out as well. Um, I, I read it um, just as part of research for, for this and I saw it and I thought, oh, I'll give it a read. It's it's a great read. Like it, it's a long form, but it's it's so much stuff in there that I didn't know. And I've, you know, I've been watching football 20 25 years so um definitely i'm going to share the article out um definitely uh if you're interested in the chiefs or just even a bit of the history of of the chiefs give it a read it's a it's, it's a great read so uh go find that article on our heads abroad or, or our twitter line or on the our heads abroad uh, uh timeline on twitter you'll be able to find it there but um gents thanks so much for joining us uh really appreciate it good luck sunday and um thank you you know, I know you'll be a bag of nerves and uh, you know, <laughs> probably won't be able to face Monday or Tuesday, whatever happens. But um, just, yeah, enjoy the experience. Uh, is this both of yours first Super Bowl as a fan of the team? I, obviously, for you, uh, it's going to be Owen. But Naji, is yes, it? Yes, yeah. No, no, I've been a fan for quite a while, although I 
fell off the the wagon for for a bit. Where it wasn't for for Boratoga. No, I was I was there in in 2012 uh, when we almost won it um, in the Superdome with the power cut and all that. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, it's it's good to be back. So basically, if the three of us here, me as the Tampa fan, is the only one that's watched our team win the Super Bowl live. Okay, <laughs> great, good to know. <laughs> that was. <so> <laughs> Um, but no, boys, it's it's been a real pleasure. Like I said, good luck to you on Sunday. Rush Nation, if uh, you want to follow these guys, they've given their handles. Join the groups if you're fans. If you're just getting into the sport and you've come across this and you like the sound of what one or both of them are doing, then yeah, give their, give their groups some love. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, who you thought won the debate. We will be back at some point over the weekend just to give a final run through of our uh, Super Bowl predictions and how we think it's going to go but please, please check out all the podcasts so far this week we've had you know we've had Smitty we've had uh, Jacob Barner and he's taken uh, the 49ers with Erica Tamposi talking about the Chiefs I've given you a bit of an overview of um, some of the stats and things that you can look forward to and now you've got this so you should be all ready for the game Sunday but stay tuned to Five Jar Rush but until then keep rushing We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.